Hey everyone, this is David Hose, and you're listening to the Modern Attention Podcast, where I bring together D2C marketers and other experts to tell their stories about personal, professional, and brand growth. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the latest episode of the Modern Attention Podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Jay Padrone. Jay is the Director of Marketing at D2C Brand CrossNet, a new Foursquare-style volleyball game that has been really blowing up. In today's episode, we talked about how he got his start in marketing and ended up joining CrossNet, how he approaches marketing day in and day out, as well as why he started running SMS and how he approaches it. There's a lot of insight packed into this episode. I think you'll really enjoy it. Hey, Jay, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, field a few questions about CrossNet from me. Um, first off, can you Go into a little bit of detail on how you got your start and how you ended up at CrossNet. Hey, of course, David. Really appreciate you having me. Um, so I got my start in marketing around 2014. So I just had the idea of um, Shark Tank is actually what inspired me to get into marketing, just realizing the power of it. And I didn't have a brand idea, didn't have a product that I, I, I had. But I said, let me start growing social media accounts. So whenever that I do, I have an audience to promote to. And um, yeah, that ended up becoming this beast of a world that we know now as influencer marketing. So I was creating meme accounts primarily on Twitter. And it at its peak, it went all the way up to I had over 15 million followers um, across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So that is where pretty much I got started. And from there, I've just expanded into the whole digital marketing world. Awesome. And how did that like pivot into your time, like basically your, your job opportunity for working with CrossNet? Yeah. So that was, that just came out of kind of nowhere in a way. Um, so I had left the influencer space probably in about 2018 or so. And after that time I took off and kind of wanted to become more of a well-rounded marketer. So I started a, a lead generation agency kind of focused in real estate. And uh, just practicing my copywriting, practicing running ads, um, creating more internal systems, like really solidifying myself since, you know, when you're running meme accounts, you're just a teenager posting funny stuff. Like it was time to get serious and, and decide, you know, this is something I want to do for my, for my career. Um, so funny enough, during quarantine, I had just finished automating my agency. Uh, so it fully runs itself. I'm completely hands off. And uh, I've known Chris and uh, Greg, so two of the founders from the CrossNet team for a while from the, from when I was running accounts. In uh, one of their previous ventures, they would, they would try to promote on, on different Twitter accounts like I owned. And we had loosely been connected from there. And just out of coincidence, uh, they had moved to Miami. And I've, I'm born and raised here. So once I found that out, we just met up one day. We hung out, had a good time. And we stayed in loose contact for a couple of years. And... I would play basketball with, with Chris every, every week for a year. Um, he'd just come over my place because we ended up later on living a block from each other. And uh, we just, you know, always kept in touch asking, you know, how's business? And, and I would just always hear how CrossFit is just every week. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah, he, he ended up putting a tweet just one day. Hey, thinking about hiring, you know, a marketer, send any recommendations. And I was like, you know what? I really, really miss the e-commerce world. Um, it's been way too long. I missed the community and, uh, I sent him a message and it ended up just being like the perfect fit that each of us were looking for. So I jumped on 
early July this year. Awesome. Ben, can you talk just a little bit more about um, kind of, I guess, post joining CrossNet, what um, you came into and, and uh, like what you've been doing there so far? Yeah, so it, it was really interesting where um, really getting behind the curtains and seeing how everything is. And I'm just in amazement of how hard they work and how far they've taken something with such a limited team. Um, it was pretty much other than their in-house fulfillment team, just their, uh, just the three founders. So Chris, Greg, and Mike, and I was pretty much one of the first hires to really help them out, you know, just giving them more manpower and really solidifying their system. So, um, building out our infrastructure, uh, getting social media posts scheduled out more than just like the same day, um, really, um, being in close contact with all of our different, uh, agencies that we utilize overseeing our, our uh, multi-channel advertising. So that's pretty much what my role has been is really just helping them navigate this modern social media world that you know we're really in nowadays and putting that experience that I have to make sure that we're dominating every single channel that we can. Cool. So you mentioned that like it's a pretty small team um, and that you like work with some agency partners. Is that primarily how, how you think that they've grown to the size that they have? without having grown like their immediate team as fast as just working with different partners for different things along the way. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no, like they're, they go really, really hard and they just need, need more of the manpower. So they're very smart where they've found, you know, the best in every single segment that they can to help them out. Um, so, you know, you'll have a top paid ad agency, you'll have a top email marketing agency, PPC, you'll have all the different types. So that's what, what's really allowed them to grow to that scale. Um, but now having me on board, I'm able to really keep a close eye on everything for them and, and create better ideas and strategies so we can maximize all those opportunities rather than just, you know, you have an agency, but if you can't spend as, as a business owner, you can't spend all day just checking in on things. You need to do work and, and grow the business, not just oversee it. Right. That makes sense. I guess to some degree they were acting as you know, the marketing director too. And so at a certain point they have to like hand it off to someone who can really uh, focus on it better than them. That makes sense. Awesome. Um, well, can you um, maybe talk about, I know you've uh, mentioned before our call about um, one of the things that you started doing was SMS. And um, I'm always interested in what people are doing with SMS at their companies. So can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So SMS is definitely an area that I really, really enjoy. Um, I've been working on it in different uh, industries prior. So like I mentioned during that lead generation agency, a lot of personalized and segmented SMS use is super, super powerful. Um, so when I jumped in, I noticed we weren't really taking advantage of that. And immediately I was like, all right, this is my baby. I'm going to I'm going to watch this and we're going to take this to be, you know, like a double figure percentage of our online revenue. Um, so obviously, you know, it's, it's pretty much from scratch, you know, find, find your, your SMS company that you want to work with, whether it's PostScript, Attentive, all the other different competitors and, um, you know, get your basic automation set up. Those are, you know, very simple to set up and you're going to guarantee make you an extra five, 10% of revenue. Um, so I've really just been building it out from scratch and then obviously getting more creative with segmentation, um, you know, post-purchase campaigns. Uh, list growth campaign. So just really building that entire system out for us. 
That's awesome. Is there, are there any sorts of things that you've experimented with there that have been um, particularly interesting or fun or, or high performing? Um, so I think that's the fun thing about it is, is with marketing, you know, you could just come up with all sorts of different ideas. You could have different angles. You could have, uh, very unique copy ideas. Um, so you can take something that's very simple as, as like a post-purchase, like an order confirmation and turn that into something that is very different. So some, one that's really interesting that I think is unique that we've done is I've created an order, an order delivery automation. So it, since uh, we use PostScript, so it, it dynamically syncs to Shopify. So it knows when an order is delivered. Hmm. So what's really cool is I've created like, there's like a GIF of a UPS driver dropping off a package at their door and it lets them know, hey, you know, your order has just arrived. And then we also include um, a link on to a video of how to play CrossNet. Um, so we're, we're notifying them in a personal way um, that, you know, their order is here, your product is here, and this is how you're going to go and have fun with it. And they love it. Like a lot of people respond to it. It's just really exciting. So I feel that that's part of like the experience that you could elevate using SMS. Yeah. It's like it, um, it, it opens up sort of a channel for some dialogue. Like it seems a little more personal. Um, you know, you're, um, and it's that right at that point where it's just arrived. So, you know, you're, I guess, managing that customer experience um, really smoothly. It's like, now that they have it, here's a bunch of ways that they can start using it. I like that. Right. It's something that's really big for us is, is um, you know, we're, we're more of a, we're not a large SKU company. So our, our big thing we want to focus on is people getting out, playing the game, knowing how to play it. You know, it incorporates your friends and your family and getting people involved. So it's, it's great where, we're not focused on trying to make more money off of that. We're focused on giving you the best experience that you could have with our product. And at the end of the day, that's going to, going to be what grows the business long-term. Right. And I think that's an important thing. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a group game. So I'd ima I imagine the more you can make the experience of people playing it better then that kind of creates more word of mouth that helps um, it spread pretty widely. Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's, it's obviously, you know, you want to tap into as many different strategies as you can. And, and this is one way that you could take online marketing to word of mouth marketing, as we know, is, is super effective. And, and just the fact, I think the funniest thing that happens with that one is we have a large amount of people that reply back to the message saying, hey, that's not my house. Like it's so personalized <laughs> and visual that they even imagine that there's randomly a camera facing their front door showing us drop off their package. So to me, I'm, that's a weird win that I have where <laughs> for a second, I confuse a person into thinking that this is real life. Nice. That's awesome. Well, um, I guess related to, um, the whole SMS thing, I think one of the questions I have is around the kind of how you're adding people to that list, um, how you're growing that you had mentioned something about, um, you know, giveaways and, and influencers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so like I mentioned, we started off from scratch for the most part. So we had zero people on our list that were non-purchasers. Um, so other than just the traditional, you know, opt-in pop-ups that you have on your website, um, I wanted to really grow it to a big size. So we utilized giveaway campaigns. Um, so we've done it two different ways. We've gone after 
um, using actually paid ads. So um, targeting people in the volleyball demographics, people that are into outdoor games that, you know, live more of an active lifestyle and are a little younger. Um, we'll kind of just run a giveaway every single week where we have a, an ongoing ad. Um, you sign up and using these SMS platforms like PostScript in one swipe up, it automatically populates uh, the, the keyword to enter. So in less than five seconds, you could enter to win a free CrossNet. So that has been really, really good for us where we're getting you know thousands of new people on our list every week. And then, yeah, you just give it away and you keep it going and, and you're building a list that's targeted and you're familiarizing people with the brand. So it's it's been really good for us so far. Um, and then obviously influencer giveaways, that's that's another good one. So what we've done to grow the SMS list and really we've really been focused on that is instead of the traditional, you know, comment or follow, I would rather have somebody enter their phone number um, for a lot of reasons. It's a lot more valuable. You know that your message is going to get read. And definitely that ties into, you know, um, our Black Friday, Cyber Monday strategy, where it's going to be a game of getting in front of people, like have them read your messages. And I think that there's no better way than, than SMS, to be honest, just because it's the price stays the same. And you know that people are going to be opening it. Your email might get, like will get delivered, but you don't know if it's going to get seen versus SMS, you know, it's really going to be seen. So we're really banking on that for our strategy and seeing a lot of success so far. That's great. Do you guys, uh, do you guys use other channels like email in addition to this? And like, I guess how, how is SMS or maybe why SMS in the first place? Um, and where does it kind of fit into your bigger picture of, of things that you're trying? Yeah, great question. Um, so that's been, that's been an interesting one, just having ongoing, uh, discussions and, you know, looking at the results, but um, email has been really, really big for us. So that's been, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30% on average of our online revenue. So I've wanted to kind of, you know, mimic some of that success on SMS. So we try to, we try to keep the messaging very cohesive between the two channels. And then obviously, um, you don't want to like bombard them. So each one has its own purpose where what's unique and why I definitely recommend using both is email, you have a lot more opportunities to, um, you just have a lot more opportunities to have messages with them often. So you could have a welcome series and really send them a series about the brand. So introduce them to the story of how the, the company was created or you know why our product is better than others versus SMS. You, you can't really be sending that many messages too often. So we try to keep them as similar as possible, but knowing how to approach each channel is you still need to treat them individually. Right. Kind of in a complimentary sort of way, I guess. Exactly. They're very complimentary, but you can't run it the same. And I think that goes with every single social, social media platform. They each have their own intricacies and best practices where you want to fit your messaging uh, in line with that. So it's been, it's definitely been growing and becoming a larger percentage of our percentage of sales. Um, so I highly recommend taking advantage of both. You don't want to neglect either one of them. Um, so that would be my recommendation. There's no, it's not which one is better. It's used both. That makes sense. Well, you've uh, covered like a lot of ground here. Um, I guess one of my next questions is, um, can you talk about any sort of like 
I guess, deeply held convictions or lessons that um, you've learned so far and that you feel like um, you, know, you have some strong opinions about that you'd want to share with other folks? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I would say one that I've just always held since I started is just being more of an independent thinker. So there's a lot of people that will, you know, see what's working for somebody else and just blindly copy them. And I've kind of always taken the approach of I'm going to learn what you did and why and try to understand why it worked so I could create my own um, and my own recommendation of like what the best thing you could do is. Um, so I've always just kind of really thought everything through and been very analytical on and try to understand the reason behind things, why it works and try to put my own twist on it. Um, so that's just something that I've always done. I've always kind of in a way been a slight bit contrarian. So if the whole crowd is going one way, I'm going to do the opposite. Um, so it could be, I've had some funny examples where I'll be giving a presentation back when we had in-person events and uh, I would behind me, you would see, you know, 15 million followers on social media and I'll be on the microphone saying follower count doesn't mean a single thing. And then the audience is just looking at me. They're like, what, what is going on here? So I'm just always really thinking things through and trying to find the best way possible where I don't care who's right I, or what idea is correct. It's just more about figuring out. It's actually more about what is working and what, yeah, following the data. Like that's going to be what's true and not just blindly copying or, or just doing what you feel is the best. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, what do you, um, this ties into kind of the, the theme of uh, the show as a whole, you know, we're called modern, modern attention. Um, what do you feel like is, I mean, I think this maybe dovetails nicely with what you said about kind of going the other direction, being a little contrary. And, um, but what do you think, um, is most effective at getting and keeping the attention of consumers today? I would definitely say you need to stand out. That's that's first and foremost. You know, I, I go by the motto, anything is better than boring. So I am not scared to, to try to tiptoe the edge and the boundaries of where things are. Um, and as we know, you know, like that shock value that we have in society where, you know, if you do something kind of outrageous or out of the normal or even pattern disruption, it's going to get attention. And that's that's the first thing you got to do. Um, so I guess that probably comes from my, my start in meme accounts, just, you know, being able to, um, just speak in different ways that are edgy or, or just, just, um, bring out emotion from people. I think that's the big thing you need to, you need to stand out. So, um, I always recommend brands to, you know, not be scared to try something new. Most of the time it's going to work much better. And obviously the less polished in a way results tend to always work better for me. So don't overproduce, don't try to chase perfection, really just go out there, try to be authentic and try to connect with the audience. I love that. Well, um, I guess uh, riffing off of that, um, what do you feel like is uh, a, one big lesson or what's like sort of a framework um, that you feel like has been uh, kind of a foundation for how you work these days? Yeah, so I, I I do feel a lot of the the ways that I approach you know a new campaign or new client or something like that is you need to understand. That's always the first thing that I 
focus on. I, I'm not going to tell you, like, I can't really come up with a campaign without understanding why you want to do something and what your goal is. So it's always trying to, one of my favorite questions to always ask is, um, you know, who is your target audience? A lot of people don't know that. And then what's funny is you ask them to show you like any sort of sales data, or historical data on, on your, your insights. And it's typically very different from who they thought, which yeah. is surprising. You know, something that's very interesting that we saw with CrossNet is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an outdoor volleyball game that's meant for multiple people. You would think that the demographic is going to be males probably in college, right? Little do you know, the majority of the audience is actually moms buying it for their kids. Hmm. Um, so that's something that I always, that's my, my starting point is really trying to understand. Um, because from there, I'm able to build out campaigns and speak to the, to my ideal buyer. So if I didn't ask that question, all of my ads would be speaking to somebody that's not my primary buyer. And that's going to have a huge impact on your results. You could have everything perfect, but if you got the starting point wrong, you know, nothing you do is going to make it better. That's a great point. I think really starting with the data and starting with like, who is your target customer? And I mean, the data I think reveals that, but that's, that's a huge, uh, huge point. Well, um, are there any other uh, maybe big kind of experiences or stories you can tell about um, kind of uh, big lessons that have informed how you do marketing today? Yeah. Um, so it, I'm going to even tie it into SMS because it, it really just works well. So one of the unique things that I experienced was um, growing a large social media following. Those are not owned platforms or owned channels. So um, an algorithm change can take away, you know, 30, 40, 50% of your business. So one of my first, um, one of my first large accounts was on Facebook, a Facebook page, and then they changed the algorithm. And now you're getting you're reaching 10% of your audience if you're lucky. And then that's what I experienced on Twitter. You could have 10 millions of followers and then one day they're gone. So one thing that I've learned is technology is going to always be changing and shifting, but you always want to be a position where those changes are to your advantage or won't take you out. So owning your emails, owning your S your phone customers list of uh, SMS, understanding that data, is going to always transfer over wherever you go. Um, so I really would emphasize focusing on things like that. Um, and especially since I grew up with a lot of like unique guerrilla marketing growth strategies, those come and go. You need to really tap into the ones that are going to be there forever. Um, so that's one thing that I've, I've learned and I continue to always emphasize where just because it's working now, don't think it's going to last forever. For sure. That's awesome. Well, this has been uh, a great interview, great podcast. Um, I think people are going to get a lot of value out of it. Um, if people want to keep in touch with you or find you online, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, so I would say the best place is on Twitter. Um, you could find me at Joel Padrone. There's two ends at the end. Um, so that would be the best place. I'm pretty active on there and always sharing little tips and tricks that I, that I come up with. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, this has been a blast and um, give, give uh, Jay a follow on Twitter. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you, David.
Modern Attention is brought to you by ConverseSmart, the agency that helps e-commerce brands like yours drive more incremental revenue by helping you build highly engaged, owned SMS and email audiences. Thanks for listening to another episode of our podcast.